We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. And when we get far enough into unbelief, it's going to cause disobedience. So they wouldn't obey what God said. God said it. God proclaimed it. But they took the words of men. And they took what they saw, the evidence that they saw with their physical, natural eyes, rather than what God said. They came back and said, there's giants over there. While we can't take the land, the land's full of giants. And we were grasshoppers in their sight, and so were we in our own eyes. You ever seen anyone that had grasshopper vision? (laughs) There's a lot of people have that. You know, they always see everything else big and them very small. Well, certainly we are small within ourselves. We are not to go on an ego trip and think that we can just do everything. But when God says, I've given you the land, go in and possess it. When God says it's so, then we ought to voice what God said. Now, see, that was the problem, actually. They would not voice what God said about it. Now, let's notice as we go on. Chapter 4 here of Hebrews. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, that any of you should seem to come short of it. Well, has there been any promises left us? Certainly they have. This Bible is full of promises left us that we could enter into rest. The Bible says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. If a man sow bountifully, he'll reap bountifully. And my God shall make all grace abound toward him. See, in the area of finances, there's promises in the Bible. As far as physical healing in different areas, there's promises in the Bible to cover every area. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth all men liberally, and upbraideth not, it shall be given him. Now, that's the promise of God. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. The indication is that if you ask, you'll receive. If you don't ask, you won't receive. Well, I've had many people to come to me and say, Well, now, Brother Caps, I've got this problem. I just don't know what to do. I wish you'd pray with me that I'll have the wisdom of God. Don't know what to do in this certain situation. And I usually just grab them by the hand and say, Well, now open your Bible to James, the first chapter. Let's do what God said and have them to read what he said. If any lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, upbraideth not, it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that waveth is like a wave of the sea, driven of the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. And I said, now let's pray and let's believe. From this hour forward you have the wisdom of God. Now that's how simple it is. That's what God said to do about it. But I've had some of those people to say, Now, Brother Cap, just keep praying. Just keep praying. And I say, No, thank you. I'm finished when I said amen. I mean, either we believed or we didn't believe. I believed. Now, if you didn't agree with me, well, you're in trouble. But you see, this is the simplicity of the Word of God. The problem is that people haven't quoted that Word enough to get it inside them until they believe it. They don't believe that if they pray, God will give them the wisdom. And when they pray, most of them will get up and walk off and start confessing. I tell you, I'm so worried, I just don't know what I'm going to do about this situation. Well, in the first place, if you're going to worry, why pray? And then on the other hand, if you're going to pray, why worry? I mean, God's words either right or it's wrong. And it's the simplicity of our faith. It's 
the unbelief that causes us to be disobedient. See now, a person that go through life never knowing what to do in a certain situation. It might be a financial situation. Even though God has dispatched angels to keep us in the way and lead us to the promises of God and see that all the Word of God comes to pass in your life, unless you will quote the Word of God, unless you will say what God said about it until the faith comes for that, then that angel's work is to no avail. If you're speaking contrary to it, then you're defeating the purpose which God has set forth in His Word. So you see, he says, Let us therefore fear, lest there being a promise left us of entering into His rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. They wouldn't mix any faith with it. Well, now someone said, how do you mix faith with the Word of God? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. The tongue is the mixer. You speak in agreement with it. You proclaim it. You mix your faith with it. Now, let me give you an example of that. We've already talked about it. A man that prays and says, Father, I need the wisdom of God. I ask you for the wisdom of God. See, in your word, where you said you'll give me the wisdom of God. So I believe that I receive when I pray, and I will not doubt, I'll not waver, because if I waver, I'm like a wave of the sea driven to the wind and tossed on the shore, and that man won't receive anything of the Lord. I don't care how many angels have been dispatched to help you. If you're not going to believe the Word of God, you're not going to enter into the things the Word of God said you could have. The Word of God says that. So the angels are not going to work against the Word of God and say, well, you know, that poor guy, he's just ignorant of the Word of God and he didn't know not to doubt and to waver. So let's go ahead and work and just bring this to pass anyway. Well, they'd be violating God's will. They'd be violating what God created them to do. They're to watch over God's Word and to see that it comes about. Now, here we find that he says you've got to mix some faith with it. Now, the emphasis that we were talking about was this. If you're asking for the wisdom of God, and you want the wisdom of God, and you pray, do what God's Word said concerning that. You say, Father, I ask for the wisdom of God. I believe I receive the wisdom of God in this matter. Thank you that my eyes and my understanding are enlightened, that I'm quickened according to your Word. I'm strengthened with all might according to your glorious power. And Father, in the name of Jesus, from this hour forward, I confess... My confession is that I always have the wisdom of God and I know what to do in this situation. The instant I have to make a decision, I will know what to do. Now, you'd be hard put to get most people to confess that after they've prayed that prayer. Because they'll say, well, now, I just don't want to confess something that's a lie. I just can't say that, Brother Caps, because, you see, that's not really true. I don't have the wisdom of God. Well, see, you just wavered. You just called your angels off the job. You just stopped the situation from coming to pass because you did not obey God's Word. You didn't believe. It's an evil heart of unbelief. Now, you may want to do right in your heart, but, you see, people miss God because of lack of knowledge. Hosea said God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. didn't say they're destroyed because the devil was so great, he's so powerful, and he just run over them. But he said they're destroyed for lack of knowledge. 
Now, what should that man do? The man should pray for the wisdom of God, confess he has the wisdom of God, go off saying, thank God I have the wisdom of God, I have the mind of Christ. I'm quickened according to God's word, thank God I have the mind of Christ. Now, when it comes time to make the decision, then whatever comes to you, do it. See, sometimes you're looking for some great flash of light or for an angel in gleaming white to come and tell you exactly what to do when all the time, if you'd confess the wisdom of God for several days and believe God and act in faith, then when it comes time to make the decision, you will know what to do. It'll come to you. It may come to you while you're driving down the highway. It may come to you while you sleep some night. But you'll know what to do. And you act on what you know. Sometimes we're looking for the spectacular and you miss the supernatural. God just simply speaks it into your spirit. It comes into your knowing. And you say, well, I just feel like doing this. It just seems like this would be the right thing to do. Well, that's the direction of God. I mean, if you bound every confusing spirit, you ought to bind confusion. And ask for the wisdom of God and break the power of confusion. Believe God, confess the word of God, and then act on what you know. Because you will have the knowledge of God in there. See, these things are so simple. Now, they would not mix any faith with what God said. For we which have believed do enter into the rest. As he saith, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Now, God dispatched a special angel. An angel was dispatched to the children of Israel to lead them to the promised land. Now, let's go back here to the 20th verse here in Exodus 23rd chapter. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way. Bring thee to the place which I have prepared. Beware of him. Obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. Now, here's something very significant in verse 21, that angels will not pardon your transgressions against the direction that God has given you. Now, they don't have to pardon you. They don't have to forgive you. They're not human. (laughs) Angels are not human, and humans are not angels. I hope you've noticed that. They do not have to forgive you. Now, that does not mean that they forgive sins anyway. He's not talking about sin, especially here, although provoking an angel could be qualified as sin. But it's not talking about salvation here. It's talking about the fact that an angel will not let you off for what you say and speak against God's Word. In other words, if God says one thing, and the angels hear you voicing the very opposite of that, And he's not going to say, well, the boy just didn't know any better. We'll go ahead and work for him and cause the promise of God to come to pass in his life. No, no, the angels won't do that. They won't let you off that easy. They won't say that. They won't do that. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. I want to remind you that all this week, our offer will be book offer number 7510. It's entitled Triumph Over the Enemy. It's a 60-page paperback. It was formerly entitled Messenger of Satan, so if you have it, it's the same book. It's $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. This book will help you understand some of the misunderstood scriptures in the Bible. You remember in the 12th chapter of 2 Corinthians, 
Paul said, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Now, so many people read that and say, well, now notice Paul said that God gave him a thorn in the flesh. You know, someone has stated this way, that deception wouldn't be so deceptive if it wasn't so deceiving. Notice Paul did not say that God gave him a messenger of Satan. And so many people say, well, Brother Caps, what in the world was Paul's thorn in the flesh? I've studied, I can't find out what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. This verse tells you, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Now just think about it a minute. Why would God give Paul an angel of the devil, that's what messenger means, an angel of the devil, to buffet him, to keep him from preaching what God anointed him to preach? Now, you know, that doesn't make any sense at all. I tell you, this book will straighten a lot of the things out that you've been mistaught down through the years. Maybe you weren't taught that, but maybe you assume certain things because of what you heard people say. I tell you, it'll give you insight into what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. And not only that, it'll help you understand that if you have a thorn in the flesh, it was because Satan gave it to you, not God, and you can get rid of it the same way Paul got rid of his. <laughs> That's uh, book offer number 7510. It's a 60-page paperback for a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, one 396 9400 Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.